nation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. It's time, wrestling fans, to turn back that clock to rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, and that can mean only one thing, old-school wrestling fans. Beyond the bell via the powerful, powerful SNS radio network. If you're not listening, you're not trying. This specialty series, fans, will look back at the greatest announcers of professional wrestling. This two-part series will look back at the play-by-play and color commentators in sports entertainment history. The ones that made wrestling so special. The ones that could paint a picture with just a few words. From the booth, part one, we'll look back at the greatest play-by-play commentators in professional wrestling. Commentary has always played a an important part in the presentation of professional wrestling. Unlike many sports, it's actually perfectly possible to follow a match without any commentary at all. But, you know, good commentary can turn an average match into a great one. Conversely, bad commentary can severely hurt a good match. The commentary team for professional wrestling is loosely based on the normal arrangement for commentary in America and seen in American TV, a play-by-play commentator, and a color commentator. However, the color commentator in wrestling is a role that has usually been held by a heel character and was used to both further the storylines and to rile up the audience at home by cheering on the heel wrestler. For many years, this formula was followed pretty closely with play-by-play focusing on the details of the match, and the color commentator trying to justify the heel's actions. It was a formula which worked very effectively and was close enough to what you would expect to see in any other sports event that it helped further the illusion that wrestling was in fact real. Now, as the years have gone on, the play-by-play and color roles have seemed to have blurred. The lines have blurred between the two roles, as we see a heel Michael Cole emerge, a typical straight play-by-play analyst, perform heel tactics or heel commentating ability while also trying to be the straight man. I truly feel that that's hurting wrestling today, as I think you need to define those two roles effectively, have a true straight man and a true heel commentator. Typical of a Jerry Lawler-Jim Ross relationship back in the early part of the Attitude Era when the king was solely behind the heels, and JR was your straight man 
good should prevail, that he was the conscience of the WWF at the time. We'll go back to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Gorilla, the conscience of the Federation, and Bobby Heenan, the heel that was kind of representing the heels and explaining their mindset, their thought and feuds. Part one of this series, we'll look back at the greatest play-by-play commentators in professional wrestling history. Play-by-play announcers are also well-known in professional wrestling, where their main job is to put over the action in the ring by not only calling the maneuvers and action inside the squared circle, but by recapping the angles and other goings-on that have occurred, following the storylines, like WWE likes to call it, them becoming storytellers. They often support the face in the match and are joined by color commentators. Of course, like we said, take up for the heel. As this can change as circumstances dictate, you know, like Jerry Lawler always talked badly about the right to censor stable, remember that, and would always defend Jim Ross when a wrestler disliked the comment he made and tried to fight him. Very protective of good old JR. So this part will look back at the play-by-play commentators that made wrestling so special and why they made such an impact on us as fans in professional wrestling. Now, we've seen WWE.com lately. Maybe they've been listening to Beyond the Bell. Follow a lot of lists. They've been list crazy lately. List mania happening at WWE.com and at Beyond the Bell's official website, ringannouncing.com. We'll have links to certain stories at WWE.com that we think relevant for content that is related, that we're talking about and analyzing here at BTB. But remember, this is not a list, fans. We're not listing in order of who was the greatest of all time. We're just listing the greatest because lists are such a hot topic and they're such... They are subject to ridicule and analyzation and... um, second-guessing, and you don't know if someone's being objective, subjective, you know, has an agenda. So we're throwing lists out the window here for commentators. We're just going to talk about the greatest play-by-play commentators in wrestling history. And what a better person to start off with than the chairman himself, himself, the chairman of the board himself, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Of course, you know, I would admit that this pick is sentimental to me, as I did grow up in the 80s watching the WWF before, and I was trained, and I also learned about the WWF from my father. I remember watching Saturday Afternoons on Channel 45 with Vince McMahon as the announcer. He didn't always know the names of the Holes fans. Oh, what a maneuver! Like in Barbershop Window, I want to get that What a Maneuver uh, t-shirt because when I would play with my action figures, I'd kind of sound like Vince McMahon. He's going for the ride! He brought an enthusiasm that added to the excitement of the matches. Every time a challenger got a near fall in a title match, McMahon would yell, One, two, new champ! No, he didn't get him! Oh, oh, he almost got him! Every hold, or every near fall could have been a victory, even though it was the first minute of the match, Vince would try to make you believe that that was the end. 
Although McMahon will not will go down as one of the greatest heels of all time, he always favored the baby faces as an announcer. The look of disgust on his face when interviewing a heel that was just priceless. He was the conscience of his own company in the 80s and in the mid to early or early to mid 90s. Before before Vince McMahon publicly revealed that he was the driving force behind the World Wrestling Federation, he was constantly bullied by Jesse Ventura on commentary. Vince McMahon had a talent for selling the product and making even the most insignificant match seem important. His back and forth with Ventura and the comedic partnership between them added something to the WF product at the time. Although Vince's career as the evil Mr. McMahon character has eclipsed his days on commentary, the Ventura-McMahon combination will go down in wrestling history. Vince has always had the ability to overact, and he could easily channel his own excitement through the television screens to the viewers. If you're an 80s Hulkamania wrestling fan, you've got to love Vince McMahon. He was, like we said, the driving force behind all WWF feuds, superstars, storylines, you name it. He was the voice of the World Wrestling Federation for so many years, and a lot of people didn't even know that he was the boss. Gorilla Monsoon. The ultimate straight man of wrestling commentary. Gorilla's legacy lives on even to this very day. The gorilla position is widely known wrestling terminology for the area behind the curtain that the wrestlers frequent before making their entrances. His relationship with Bobby Heenan produced so many classic moments that epitomize why wrestling in the 80s was so much better than today. To this very day, we look back at the 80s as such an exclusive and exciting time in wrestling. Maybe we're jaded, maybe we've seen everything, or maybe that it was just, it was new to us then, or exciting. He also started so many trends on commentary that instantly caught on, including referring to Bret Hart as the excellence of execution and calling The Undertaker's finisher a tombstone. Gorilla was... He had the voice of a true scientist of professional wrestling. He was... I don't want to take it from Mike Tanay, but he had the professor type of feel behind the microphone, the gluteus maximus, you know, giving the long names for muscles, you know, and then always defending the baby face while attacking the heels. The partnership, like we said, between McMahon and Ventura was a great one, but you cannot deny the partnership between, between Gorilla, Monsoon, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Will you stop him yelling at Bobby? Gorilla and the Brain were such a great deal in primetime wrestling, being broadcasters to behind the microphone at ringside calling the action. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Gorilla Monsoon had so many one-liners that stand the test of time and to this very day we'll hear on DVD releases, uh, feud recaps, any commemorative type of uh, video that we see you will hear Gorilla Monsoon's voice. Just like we hear Fred Blassie as the patriarch voice between uh, feuds or superstars in the World Wrestling Federation, 
Gorilla Monsoon is a legend behind the microphone. From the way he would describe the holds, maneuvers, to him constantly saying, this is a happening, this is a happening, it's a happening here, or they're hanging from the rafters, Gorilla Monsoon will forever be known as one of the greatest play-by-play commentators of all time. Kind of a little feisty. Will you stop? Use some of that. There's a lot of cake. Use some of that st- uh, stale cake. No, you got it that, right. That cake over there. These freeloaders don't need all that cake. What are you getting excited for? This is your time in the program now. I got Miss Betty upstairs. Gonna, and I got the Johnsons upstairs. Well, I got George Slaughter upstairs. We're going to show some of the things that have transpired here in the past two years. A your, salute to me. Your, your tribute here. Kind of like when they hung right. Dr. J's sweaty jersey in the, at, yeah. the, at the ceiling of the spectrum. You remember when you took me on that little trip down into the woods? Looking for Andre's training camp. Does that bring back some memories? Yeah, but you don't have to. Roll that for Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to show that. That's for you. Look at Bray. I don't have a clue where we are. Where is the gym? I know where we are. These guys are costing me a lot of money. All you paid for was my lousy ticket. And this, this you could call lunch? Hey, I want you to feel at home, pal. The camera's breaking down. The audio man keeps tripping and falling down the hills. Do you have any idea? I know exactly where I am. Well, let's get to the gym. You just keep your mouth shut. Eat a banana and follow me. Let's go. festive mood, so we're going to show Certainly you am. your first Christmas here on Primetime Wrestling. You remember that? Had gifts Christmas. and everything. It was it was rather nice till till the end. You spoiled it all. You said Miss Betty was bringing gifts for all that's the what happened. There technicians was traffic on the interstate. Listen, you when, she went to the Slauson cutoff. Roll night, the tape, please. And when she took that left, 
Where's the stuff for the crew you got? Well, wait a minute. She's supposed to be here. Listen. Oh, wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not going to accept wait this. I'm going to open it and give it to wait somebody. Okay, listen, guys. Listen, right. Hey, Big Mouth, be quiet. Now, listen. She's not here with the gifts. I made you, promise you'd have gifts. Only thing I can do is, will you guys accept cash? That sounds good, guys. Okay. Cash is always good. As soon as the show's over, I'll give you, I'll take my wallet here. And, oh, wait, I'm not going to do that on camera. But I'll make sure all you guys have cash right when the show's over. We don't trust you. I don't blame him. I wouldn't trust you either. You wouldn't take my gift, huh? You dummy, you. Can't even it? get it out. Well, it's a little, it was a little something for you, but you didn't want it. It's just a telephone that I, because you had so much trouble with the telephone, I... You didn't, you didn't want it, so uh, we'll give it to... No, 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 no. No, you didn't... No, no, wait a minute. You didn't want the phone. Wait a minute. It's my gift. You, you gave this you to me. You said you didn't want it. Well, what about I'm... the crew? Are you going to give them something? Before we go I'm going to give them cash. I told you All that. All right, well, go ahead cash. and give it to them. Well, wait till we go off the air and I'll give them cash. Well, I'll, let me give it to no, them. No, no, guess my wallet. You what? You got one dollar here. What is it? Wait a minute. And a picture of all your fans. You know that Oakland, when he was out here, he must have rifled that wall of mine. What a cheapskate. I'm what telling a... you that right now. Take your, take your I had $11,000 on We'll see you there. next Monday. Now, wait a minute. Christmas isn't yet. Why are you constantly well, you, embarrassing me? You spoiled the Christmas for all the crew that year. Do you remember that? That crew, that buck could have taken them for a year the way those are guys Are you kidding? Dress. Boy, what Better a cheapskate you are. But when your first anniversary came around, who sprung for everything? I did, I, didn't I? I thought I did. No, I did. Who brought the nice big cake in? Who I smashed did. my face down in it? Yeah, but it was purely actually. I told you the cake wasn't any good, don't you remember? I didn't want you to get sick. Can't eat it, but you can wear it, right? Well, whatever turns you on. Cake by Monsoon. Roll the footage of the first a, anniversary off of the shoulder to bring in the back. on prime time. Oh, no, go. we're just starting to cut it now. Thanks very much for calling. Can okay, I get some bye -bye, dishes Freddy. out here or something? Uh, we, don't, we, need, we don't need the dishes. We'll need the dishes. No, you can cut it, but... Uh, we're, we're You're going to eat it all, huh? No, no, uh, we're not going to be able to eat it at all. That was Freddie from the bakery. He called to make sure that we... Hoping we hadn't gotten into the cake yet, because uh, I have a new employee, and instead of putting flour in the mix, the guy got a hold of the baking soda, and it's really not edible, the cake is... Sorry. Oh, no, I don't believe that. You just set me up on that. I'm this telling you, Bobby. There's nothing wrong with this cake. I'm Listen, if you don't believe me, just smell it. Smell the cake. Go ahead, smell it. You, f you smell that funny? Oh, oh there's fine to me. Right there. Hello, Jack. The hell? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. Wait a minute. Yes, Jack. No, I can't talk to you right now. No, I'm sorry. You we had a scene all next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I'd almost forgotten about that. That was, that was really funny, I thought. Take that knife just jamming in my heart now. <laughs> you want frosting or You'd do it too, wouldn't you? This is my anniversary. Well, I've carried you in this show for years here. And what do you do? Me? You smash my face down and try to embarrass me with these film clips. You remember your second Christmas Let's where go we to were on, on your second? There's more. <laughs> There's a lot more. I got news for you. Your second Christmas here on Prime Time. Where were we at that particular point in time? Do you remember? Las Vegas. That's right. No. Atlantic City. Close enough. Well, it's not close enough. Well, it's at Caesars. You gave me a gift. What a beauty. I should have known better than that. That was Bruce Pritchard, the producer. He went, he went to every room here and waxed all the ashtrays. That wasn't my doing. Please roll that. Don't show. Page. It's all right. Yeah. We don't need that. The mystery was here, too. He left us in case. Now, well, please, you don't need I, that. I told you I was going to open this don't on the open program. Don't open that here. They, they already so, checked it out. There's nothing, there's nothing in there that'll explode. Don't open that. Who bought this? Miss Betty. Miss Betty. Yes, don't, don't open that. Spent please. a lot of money, I know. Please. I, I know you.
cheapskate. Oh, give me a break, will you please? Look at this, folks. Look at this. Everything that you could possibly steal from Caesars here in Atlantic City. No. Look that at, was switched by well, that guy. He well, switched it. What we got you was a hand Miss cut. Betty got this? Yes. She must have been in every room in the joint. What are you trying to imply? Huh? No. It was a hand-carved... It was a hand-carved... Napkins with a gold-plated gorilla on it. Sugar. I don't even use sugar. I use sweet $3,700. I don't know where that came from. Who is that guy? Please. You're not getting this. What do you mean? You gave me that. You're That's my Christmas it. present. Nope. Absolutely not. Well, I had nothing to do with that garbage. Let's modern it up a little bit with... Oh, my God! Joey Styles. Joey is known as the voice of ECW. You know, in the same way that JR was known as the voice of Raw. His voice on commentary was as much of a feature on Paul Heyman's brainchild as hardcore wrestling and abusive language. He even had a stint with the WWE after ECW folded, but in more of a watered-down form. This led to a work shoot similar to Punk's where Styles ranted about the lack of wrestling in the product of sports entertainment. His catchphrase of, oh my god, whenever a high-risk or hardcore spot took place was his trademark. He was also remembered for the way that his usually calm voice would break into high-pitched screams of excitement whenever the action picked up. He was also the first commentator to ever call a pay-per-view solo in his ECW days. It's so underrated of how tough it is to commentate uh, a match, an event, let alone a pay-per-view, by yourself. It can get stale, you can get tired, you can get burnt out. Joey Styles made it work. Because he was so diverse, you didn't even notice that he was the single man behind the mic, the single man broadcast booth. Even when he returned, or returned to broadcasting, should I say, and was now the voice of Raw, replacing JR. Yes, we could compare him as either him or the coach, or him or Todd Grisham. I don't care if you compare it to Grisham or not. We were happy to see Joey Styles behind the microphone on Raw. He made Raw exciting. He gave that feel. He loved wrestling. He knew all the holds. He knew the maneuvers. You know, story you may not know is Joey Styles would go backstage and grab his notepad and ask the wrestlers about their backgrounds, their history, their maneuvers. Ask them, similar to what Mike Tanay would do, to learn about them so he could better call the match, so he was more prepared and more knowledgeable about the product. Joey Styles was not only a commentator, but a fan of professional wrestling, a fan of the holds, maneuvers, the superstars of the sport. And his voice will forever be known as the hardcore announcing. Oh my God! But also we'll know Joey Styles as a true fan of the sport. And I wish he was commentating today. The underrated Bill Mercer. Wrestling was not a planned part of his career. He said it was one of those accidents that happened. When he first started broadcasting sports in Oklahoma... The second station that he worked for gave him an opportunity to do baseball, minor league baseball, football, basketball. They also covered boxing, which was big back in, the, in that day. And he said there was a week they said, oh, by the way, you're going to do wrestling once a month. And he said, what's wrestling? he never seen wrestling and didn't know wrestling, but he had a respect for the wrestlers. He was a great interviewer. He was with the program, and he 
handled superstars tormenting him. Bill Mercer was underrated because he wasn't the flashiest, but he had that voice. He was a great straight man. He provided the professionalism, the credibility that was needed in an organization like WCCW. Bill Mercer, the voice of WCCW, maybe the promotion made the commentator rather than the commentator making himself, but he was one of the greats in commentating because he made a professional. He was the voice of the organization. And for that alone, we have to mention him in this group of great commentators. Maybe not the best, maybe not talking about, you know, good old JR himself, but Bill Mercer definitely made an impact in professional wrestling. Good old Lee Marshall. Ah, threw your for loop there, right? There's, you could say, a 1970 sitcom reference for this show. Marshall was the Ted Baxter of wrestling announcers. He had one of those deep broadcaster voices. But unfortunately, his announcing was all style and no substance. His road report segments on WSW Monday Nitro were, were brutal, but the banter between Heenan and Marshall. In 1986, Marshall was the ring announcer for the Los Angeles portion of WWF WrestleMania 2, if you look back. His bass voice is notable within announcing circles, holding the premier position in that field, the voice of Tony the Tiger. Again, the substance may not be behind it, but in, to- in terms of talking about great wrestling voices, Lee Marshall's up there. Maybe not the great in terms of substance, but he had that bombastic voice. It definitely set him apart from other commentators. Lance Russell. What can you say? Lance Russell was the announcer in the Memphis region from 1959 all the way to 1997, particularly in the NWA Mid-America and its descendant as the dominant promotion in Memphis, the Continental Wrestling Association. Russell was, in a very real sense, the central figure of championship wrestling for several decades. Russell also used the mic to chastise and exhort wrestlers as matches occurred, particularly brutal attacks elicited dismay and disgust from Russell. He often encouraged other wrestlers to run in from the locker room and offer assistance. Russell's banter with Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Dutch Mantel extended many years and covered these individuals' frequent turns between heel and babyface. Russell would, would get up from his chair to conduct interviews, walking around the front of the desk, standing shoulder to shoulder with the wrestlers and using exaggerated facial expressions during the conversation. These interviews were often the highlight of Saturday morning television broadcast tapings. Russell was one of the greatest play-by-play men of all time. Jim Ross would even say that. Lance Russell knew how to tell a story inside the ring and knew how to be the straight man, knew how to interview. He did it all, and he was the voice of Memphis wrestling. Bob Cottle. Bob Cottle is an American professional wrestling announcer, most notable for his time with the National Wrestling Alliance. He started working with Jim Crockett Promotions in the late 1950s for promoter Jim Crockett Sr. Bob is known for his trademark Hello Wrestling Fans greeting and, of course, his fans, that's all the time we have for now. See you next week and so long for now. Those closing remarks on every broadcast, on every telecast that we heard Caudill announce. He's known for constantly addressing the viewers as fans many times on each broadcast. Caudill was a traditional type of wrestling announcer, meaning that you know he didn't advocate for the faces or heels. 
although he often showed his disgust for cheating, of course. Caudill was not a personality in and of himself, but he let the wrestlers be the stars of the show. That's what's important. He didn't overshadow the product. As such, he wasn't involved in angles where heels would attack him. Over the years, Caudill was teamed with Bill Ward, David Crockett, Johnny Weaver, Gordon Soley, Les Thatcher, Tony Schiavone, Dutch Mantel, and Jim Ross, amongst others. Caudill was the straight man, the definition of a straight man for the National Wrestling Alliance. Whether doing interviewing or behind the mic, along ringside, Caudill was the prototypical straight man and let the wrestling stand for himself and stand for itself and never let it overshadow by the commentating. Tony Schiavone. Of course, there's good and bad with Tony. I feel there was more good in the early part of his career and kind of diminished as the years went on. Maybe his love for the business changed as the years went on. He overreacted every situation, I have to admit. But maybe that's part of a role of a commentator. He would overreact simple things like it was so uncalled for. Also, he was always off topic. All he talked about was the NWO when calling matches. He barely called any of the actions, especially during cruiserweight action or technical matches, which were which Mike Tenay would fall into place. He was always anticipated and discussed the main event before it ever happened. So, you know, it's okay to mention it, but he barely called matches. People said they always hate this for the way they hated the way that he would just ignore what was happening and just get into a fight with Bobby the Brain Heenan or just talk about Hulk Hogan or, again, talk about the main event and forget about the action inside the squared circle. Most people will hate the way he spoiled Mick Foley's winning of the WWF title. You know, even though he was given that order, people don't respect how he did it. You know, Mick Foley's one of the most talented ever, and some people say that he spit on his name just because it was competition. Would this be the greatest induction in the history of our sport, could you say? Would Tony Schiavone be the greatest commentator in the history of our sport? Of course, Tony Schiavone was known for saying this is the biggest moment in the history of our sport, the greatest night in the history of our sport. Some will say Shivani can go down as one of the worst play-by-play announcers in history, but I don't think that he deserves that stigma. Before the NWO angle took off, Shivani was actually really good at getting the product over and had some great interplay with guys such as Mike Tenay, Bobby Heenan, and of course Jesse the Body Ventura. After that angle started and Eric Bischoff started screaming in his ear to keep talking about the NWO, even if they weren't on the screen at all, his quality started to diminish. You cannot argue... He was the voice of WCW, and that alone should put him in as one of the greatest of all time. Being able to sustain that role and deal with you know, a boss screaming in your ear, mention the NWO, mention the main event. Okay, we have to consider that as well. His work doing Georgia Championship Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling by the NWA, was excellent. Him calling matches, kind of carrying David Crockett at times, calling big-time main events, trying to step out of the shadow of Bob Caudill, Tony Schiavone was the professional straight man. He was the voice of the NWA WCW at one point. Mike Tenay, known by the nickname The Professor. Tenay is a highly respected historian of professional wrestling due to his extensive knowledge of the business. Tenay is a five-time recipient of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award for Best Television Announcer. Tenay threw himself into researching Mexican wrestling, as well as speaking extensively with the wrestlers involved in the show. 
The result was a watershed wrestling broadcast, and much of it was thanks to Tanay's extraordinary efforts. When Steve Mongo McMichael left his color commentator position on Nitro in September of 96 to become a full-time wrestler, WCW brought in Mike Tanay to replace him. Tanay brought a knowledge base to WCW television that hadn't been seen since the days of Gordon Soley. He particularly shined in the chaotic Lucha Libre rules matches where he would casually point out the terms for wrestling maneuvers that were still alien to American viewers. Even fellow announcers Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan were far into that. As we just mentioned, Mike Tanay is the classic example of a wrestling fan who put everything he had into living his dream. While Tanay has repeatedly proven to be far too modest to say himself, there's no question that he is a living legend in the mold of such legendary announcers as, like we said, Lance Russell. And we'll talk about another star coming up that he could definitely stand behind. At his best, his encyclopedic wrestling knowledge and wholesome everyman delivery can turn even the worst wrestling match into an epic display of athleticism. With any luck, the professor will still be taking countless fans, or talking to countless fans, and taking them to school for years to come. His role in TNA, I think, should be him being the sole play-by-play man can be burnt out at times, or you don't know the direction that he's being pushed under, say, for instance, under TNA, Impact Wrestling. But I think Mike Tenay's best role is being the third man of a commentating team. You know, a broadcast team that has your straight play-by-play man like a Jim Ross or a Gordon Soley. You have a Bobby Heenan, you know, or Jesse Ventura. Then you have Mike Tenay, the historian, to give you the information behind the match. At times, Tenay will be the historian, but he's trying to get storylines over. It can be a little bit convoluted. So I think Tenay's best role would be the third man of a broadcast team. Gordon Soley. That is the other man, along with Lance Russell, that you feel that Tanay could be in the mold of. Gordon Soley, known as the Dean of Wrestling Announcers, and the Walter Cronkite of Wrestling. The late Soley added legitimacy to an often you know, an often critical form of entertainment. With his serious and intelligent style, Soley was as much a part of the glory days of Georgia and Florida wrestling in the 70s and 80s as Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Tommy Rich, or any other wrestler. This is the man that Jim Ross still maintains as the greatest play-by-play man that ever lived. It's very hard to argue with JR, as Gordon set the standard for so many years at the announce desk. He paved the way for JR to follow in his footsteps, and the similarities between Sully and Ross are evident. His nickname, the Dean of Wrestling, came about due to the fact that he was the most widely recognized voice in the days of territorial wrestling. He always tried to act like a legitimate sports commentator and attempted to be as serious and as genuine as possible. He is also famous for coming up with the expression, the crimson mask, used to describe a wrestler that is bleeding profusely from the face. He made wrestling legitimate by his voice alone. And when JR calls you the best... You have to be really, really good. Gordon Soley, one of the greatest of all time. So long from the Sunshine State. Hi, I'm Gordon Soley with Championship Wrestling from Florida, and let me welcome you to another hour of some very, very exciting matches. 
when legendary promoter Cowboy Luttrell handed over the announcing reins of his fledgling wrestling program to Gordon Soley in the early 1960s. His hope was to attract more viewers and promote the weekly matches around the state of Florida. I want to take a moment right now to talk about Wrestling Tuesday night at the Armory in Tampa and quite an outstanding night of wrestling, too. However, nobody could have predicted that Soli would become the unparalleled voice of wrestling for a generation. He made you feel excited, and he could call a match like nobody else, and he would be very graphic. And I remember saying, nobody does this any better than Gordon Soli. Both men staggered. Colt's face now has become a, a crimson mask. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> he made everything sound so good. Greats to play by Jack Briscoe. And there's Harley Race diving off of that top rope, that controversial dive. The wrestling fans of Gordon Soley's era trusted Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley's, well, he's just the best announcer. Without Gordon, wouldn't be no championship wrestling. In the 1970s, Soley became the lead announcer on Georgia Championship Wrestling. And by the end of the decade, Soley had become the revered voice in three separate NWA territories. The greatest wrestler of all time and the greatest sports announcer of all time, Mr. Gordon Soley, side-by-side, styling and profiling. Woo! Soley's raspy delivery serves as the soundtrack for many of wrestling's most treasured moments. Ric Flair has done it. No question about it. Dusty Rhodes, the realization of a dream. Five letters, two words. Soli's work throughout four decades continues to influence sports entertainment to this day. No one had a bigger impact on my announcing career than Gordon Soli. Gordon Soli may have said his final goodbye, but the Dean of Announcers' legacy will forever be woven into the fabric of wrestling history. Tell next week, Gordon Soli saying, so long from the Sunshine State. And we'll wrap up part one with Good old JR, Jim Ross. Quite possibly, you can say arguably, a lot of people won't argue with you, the greatest play-by-play man of all time. With a vast knowledge of wrestling history as well as a passion for the business that comes across in his performances, Ross has set the standard for wrestling announcers for more than 20 years. Whether he was working for the WWE, WCW, Mid-South, you name it, the NWA, Ross will always be remembered for being the voice of wrestling, particularly in the latter part of his career, the voice of the WWE during the biggest boom period in the history of the industry. Of course, the late 1990s to the early part of this decade, or the 2000s. Jim Ross, as he calls matches involving Steve Austin, The Rock, McFoley, Triple H, and others, are as legendary as the matches themselves. Good wrestling matches tell a story. And no announcer conveys that story to viewers better than Jim Ross. Despite Jared's admiration for Soli, you can, you can be of the opinion that Jim Ross has now surpassed his mentor. Ric Flair said that it came naturally to Soli while JR eats, sleeps, and drinks the wrestling business. This implied that it was JR's passion and love of the sport that made him so great. When JR was on commentary, he lived in the moment and put his heart and his soul into commentary. It can make you believe that a match between Mark Henry and the Great Khali was a five-star classic. The way he expressed himself and his many classic phrases make good old JR quite simply the greatest wrestling announcer that has ever lived. Sure, he had a stints of being the heel JR short period of time. 
You can try and make JR heal. It will not work. JR is loved by fans worldwide. And we still, to this very day, wish he was full-time behind the microphone. Or behind the booth. One legendary voice has welcomed millions of fans to the WWE on Monday nights for over a decade. We are alive! Jim Ross, you know you've got it on the right channel. You're watching the right program. Thank you so much, folks, for inviting us into your homes. Jim is like the John Madden of WWE. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler with you live. Well, of course, we all know that good old JR has his own signature catchphrases. Shawn Michaels getting whipped like a gum and mule. He's running like a scalded dog. I like what Jim Ross does. Business is about to pick up here. One of the all-time classics has got to be. The- it's going to be a slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. Let the sports historians have the Giants win the pennant. I will take God as my witness. As the greatest sports call ever made. There is no one in the history of wrestling that's been able to call a big-time main event match like Jim Ross. And folks, this is what our business is all about. He just has that ability to connect with our fans. JR makes you hurt, makes you cry, makes you yell. You can tell that everything he says truly comes from his heart. There's nobody that I would rather have call my match than Jim Ross. You feel his passion for this business. The passion comes through because it's genuine. Where else can you feel this and be a part of something this special? His voice is plastered on so many great moments over the years. You can feel his emotion and you get caught up in his emotion. Cena has walked through hell. You can't contain it. The show-stopping spirit of Shawn Michaels lives. He's got an amazing gift. A lot of people are good, but very few people get great. He's great. Him doing announcing is what he was put on earth for. God, I love this job! I've often heard Jim say, you know, well, Gordon Soley was the best. And I'll look Jim Ross right in the eye and tell him, you're as good as Gordon Soley ever was. But there's just nobody better than Jim Ross. Austin the champion! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! He's the best ever in the story. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. 
this is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time. Old school wrestling fans, that will wrap things up for another edition of the old school nostalgia theme show, the podcast that shakes the wrestling world. The podcast that's taking nostalgia wrestling by storm beyond the bell via the powerful, powerful SNS radio network. Thank you once again for joining us. That was part one of our From the Booth edition, this specialty series looking back at the greatest color and play-by-play commentators of all time. Part one featured the greatest play-by-play commentators. Sure, I may have missed a couple. Feel free to leave me your comments, questions, suggestions. We can always have a part two of this edition or a volume two of the greatest play-by-play announcers. Stay tuned, wrestling fans, for part two of this edition, the greatest color commentators of all time. This one should be a little bit more interesting as we have some, some, let's say, definitive or controversial picks, but you can't deny the color commentator position is so unique and so diverse, and there's so many opportunities to have so many different characters in that position. So stay tuned for that, fans. Not to mention, we continue on with our WSW 101 series, The Horseman Files and The Hulkamania Chronicles continue on here at Beyond the Bell. And our specialty edition, La Familia, the greatest families in professional wrestling history. So stay tuned for that. Social media fans, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter at Sean Beckerman. You can download all archive shows at ringannouncing.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. You can also listen on your smartphone via the Stitcher app at the Android App Store, also on the iTunes App Store. You can also listen to Beyond the Bell via the Stitcher app, which you can download for all smartphones, Droid or iPhone. Speaking of iPhone, also on iTunes, you can download all the latest Beyond the Bell episodes as the new feed is updated via the ringannouncing.com feed. Also on the YouTube channel, the username ringannouncing, ringannouncing.com's official YouTube channel, you can see all of the videos from myself, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, and also we're starting to upload the archive shows of This Week in Wrestling, so stay tuned for that, fans. We also have compliment videos for our theme content here at Beyond the Bell, so expect some classic videos of our greatest play-by-play commentators to be coming up on the playlist side of their YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that, fans. We will wrap things up with our old-school theme of the week, and when we're talking about commentators, what better of a theme to play than, of course, Boomer Sooner for one of the greatest, if not the greatest, play-by-play commentator of all time, good old JR, a quick, short little ditty here at Beyond the Bell to wrap things up. We'll see you next week as we rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. This is Beyond the Bell. I'm Sean Beckerman signing off, and fans, I will see you at the matches.
Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Hey fans, ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Dig it, sucker. Uh, Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you listen to SNS Radio Network. Sunday night showdown, 